Welcome to episode number nine of the Optometrist Business School podcast. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the one key system you should be implementing into your practice right now. So what is it? It's all coming up on this week's show. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Optometrist Business School podcast with John Prowse. As an optometrist himself and with a highly successful private cash-based practice in the UK, this show is dedicated to helping great optometrists become profitable business owners. Thanks for joining and now let the class begin. Okay, welcome everyone. So we're going to be talking about the secret to success is with the follow-up. Now you need a system for this. So following up, if you're not doing it, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And it's something I wish I did from the start. And there's many ways you need to be following up. And we're gonna be talking about the key ones in this week's podcast. So one of the, probably the most important follow-up that you need to be doing is obviously with the reminders. So when your patients are due, an eye exam, you need to have some sort of reminder system in place. And the key questions you need to ask yourself is, well, how many times should you be following up with your patients? And at what intervals should these these follow-up reminders be? And how long for in the future do you keep reminding them? Uh, And also what media do you use? And also, do you actually segment your patient database so you follow up with patients in different ways? Now, it's something we're going to be talking about today. And it's, I wish I did this from the start. So any new uh, people who are listening to this podcast and they don't have their own practice yet, then you please, please put this uh, really really good reminder system in place from the start. So when I first started uh, in 2012 from scratch, all I cared about was getting bums on seats. If somebody had a pulse, I want them into my practice. And then what happened to them after that, I hadn't had much thought. I didn't pay much attention to it. So I did have a, a rudimentary basic reminder system and it sucked. It was what a lot of people are doing. It was just using letters. It was just snail mail. And I would write basically three letters and they're all generic letters. So no matter what the patient, how old they were, they got the same letter. And I only did it three times. And also the intervals were quite long. It was about 45 days between each one. And the result of the of the, the simple reminder system, were, were, they were pretty bad. But luckily, I I was on the front end. I was very good at bringing patients in. uh, And that's why I managed to still grow during the first few years of being open. But if I had a reminder system that got people to come in and respond on time, then I could have easily added an extra 20%, if not doubled the, the turnover of my business. So what am I doing now? Well, let's go through the the steps that I'm doing. So for my reminder system, I, for one thing, I segment my database. So what I mean by that is rather than writing a generic letter, 
to all my patients, I've split them up into categories. And one of the categories is, is age. So I would send a reminder letter based on, on their age. So for example, people who are 16 over, they would get a letter talking about a lot of health issues that could be detected through an eye examination, general health and eye health. And if they are, say, between 40 and 59, they would get another letter. Again, a similar theme, but this time I would talk about specific eye problems that can start affecting people when they're in the 40s. So glaucoma is an example and presbyopia. And then I write a letter for the younger audience, so people who are aged between 18 and about 39. And there I would talk about things like computers, how long do you spend on a computer, it can be bad for the eyes. I talk about sun damage because a lot of young people you go out on vacation or they spend a lot of time outdoors and don't necessarily protect the eyes. So I talk about different things for different patients and that is one of the key things to success with having a, a successful follow-up reminder system. And the the next thing is is media. What media do I use? Rather than just using snail mail, now I use a multimedia format. So the the first kind of part of call, what we do now is we use emails because uh, a lot of patients, even you know, people in the 60s, 70s and above have emails. So the first part of call is a sequence of emails, usually three emails spaced one week apart. And if the patients don't respond to this, we would then send a, a text message if they have a mobile phone, a, a cell phone. And if they don't respond to that, then we we usually then send out snail mail, a series of letters and spaced around two weeks apart. And on each letter, I refer to the previous letter. That's quite a good tactic to use because it keeps people uh, reminded that uh, I'm, I'm looking out for them and how they haven't responded to the previous letter. So it's very effective. And then if they still haven't replied to the, the letters, the three mail sequence of letters, we would then, uh, well, one of my team members would get on the phone and would say, hey, did, did you get our letters? Is everything okay? And if for some reason they couldn't get hold of them on the phone, we'd then send out a postcard. Uh, Wish you were here, postcard. So you see, it's a, it's a much more complicated process, a much more in-depth process. But it's worth doing because it really makes a difference to the the number of patients that you're going to see and you're not going to lose the patients. Now, how long do I do this for? So a lot of people would perhaps just write one or two or three letters and then stop. Uh, and that's what the mistake I made for many, many years. So that sequence we talked about, I would go through that. And if they didn't respond, I would leave it six months and then they would go through a similar sequence, not perhaps as in-depth as that, but still using a multimedia format. And then I would leave it a year, and I'd put them through a similar sequence, and I'd repeat this process year after year, right up to six years since they were last in for an eye examination. And you may think this is a slightly overkill, but as an optometrist, I feel it's my duty to remind people that they're in a desperate need of an eye examination. 
And you might be thinking, oh, well, that's going to cost a lot of money. But when you think about it, not not really. I mean, the most expensive part of the reminder process is usually the, the cost of a postage stamp. And if you keep maintaining the, this reminder system, even if you go right up until five, six years out, it, it doesn't cost that much, a few dollars um, at the most. Okay, and when you compare that to how much a patient is worth to your practice, it pales into insignificance. We often underestimate the true uh, practice value of, of a patient, the true lifetime value. Now, another important area in your practice where you should be following up is in the relationship building process with your patients. Now, how I do that is with newsletters. So I send out a monthly printed newsletter to my current best patients, my, my VIPs. And I also send out a kind of a mass mailing newsletter to the general public who are in a certain postcode of my practice. And I usually do that either every quarter or at least every six months. And it's a great way to communicate with the public about your services. So in the UK, I use what's called a Royal Mail door-to-door -door campaign. So these newsletters, they get delivered to people's homes at a very low cost. And if you're in the States, you can use what's called the, I think it's called the Every Door Direct Mail. Um, it's the US Postal Service. And you can get a piece sent for, I think it's about two, two cents. Okay. And the Royal Mail Door-to-Door -door campaign in the UK costs around six pence. So it's, it's a very cheap and effective way of getting your, your newsletters to many people. And the the other way is I do a, a weekly email to my clients as well because email is free. And as long as you're providing people value, a weekly email isn't uh, too frequent. So this is a, another way of following up with your patients. So it's not just, a f don't think of follow up just with, as with reminder letters. There's other ways you need to be following up because that's a big mistake practice owners do. They just follow up with people when it's time for the eye test. And what are you saying to people then? You're saying, oh, by the way, I've not communicated with you for the last year or two years. It's now time to come in and pay me some money. And I think that's just a bad way to, to do business. So I like to educate my patients throughout the year and build a relationship with them. And what I find, the newsletters actually help lift the response of when I actually do write to them with the reminder letters. Now, another follow-up system is what I call the lost customer campaign. Um, and this is something I spoke about on my, my course, the practice profits system. So it's, it's where a patient hasn't responded to the, the normal reminder letters. Uh, and first of all, you have to realize when is a patient lost? You've got to decide that. So for me, if a patient hasn't responded to a reminder six months or longer, then I class them as a lost patient. So either they've gone to a competitor or they've just not got round to coming in. Now, I tend to run a lost customer campaign twice a year, usually in the summer when it 
it can be a bit quieter because everybody's out on vacation or obviously in December when it's Christmas time. So with a, a customer, a lost customer campaign, usually it, you need to have some kind of irresistible offer. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a discount, but often it, it, it is because you try to tempt people back in. You try to tempt them into the practice because they're you know well overdue an examination. And I think in the my course, the practice profit system course, I talked about the Godfather offer, which is a very effective campaign that I run. Uh, and it, it's basically a lost customer campaign. So in that, I, I t- I've teamed up with a local Italian restaurant. And when people come in for an examination, they get uh, free tickets for two people to go to a, a nice uh, Italian restaurant for a, for a meal and a, and a bottle of nice red wine. So it, it's just, again, it's not been boring. So I have the traditional uh, uh, traditional reminder letters uh, and postcards and uh, text messaging and emails going on in the background. But if they're really six months or a year overdue, we we send them this, this other campaign, this lost customer campaign. It's a bit more entertaining, a bit more fun. Now, another area you need to be following up on is what I call the appointment no-sale patients. So these are people who have presented for an examination and there was absolutely no clinical change in their prescription. Or they, they perhaps there was a slight change, but they're just really happy with the current glasses. So if you're not communicating with these people, you are missing the boat. So what we do uh, after around a few days to a week for what for people who are classed as appointment no sale patients we send them an email and a letter and we just say look uh, your eyes are fine they're in great health there's been no change to the prescription but you may be interested in getting a, a spare pair of glasses or perhaps prescription sunglasses and we've got a range of frames from from last year's stock that are, were, that are heavily discounted and it's the truth we often do have frames that are, have been sat around for a long time and we do discount them down and, and it's a good excuse to to write to the patients and tell them this and the next area of following up is for for people who have indeed bought prescription eyewear from yourself but perhaps you you didn't offer them everything there and then or they couldn't afford everything there and then to, to suit their lifestyle so it, this is what I call a, a, a follow-up for an upsell or a cross-sell so as an example a patient may have came into your practice and got some perhaps some distance glasses for for driving but they didn't get anything else but you knew uh, from your examination they were quite fancying a pair of sunglasses so you could offer them sunglasses or they were thinking about contact lenses but they just didn't want to get everything there and then so we follow up with people who have got glasses but they may want additional pairs or contact lenses so it's upsells and cross sells so we send out a different kind of matrix of emails and letters depending on their buying history so again, it's it's all the secret is in with following up with patients. Don't just think of people as a one and done uh, sale, as a one and done exam. And really, just to end this podcast, the last area I follow up on is is what I call my courtesy follow ups. 
So once somebody has had an eye examination and purchased glasses, three weeks later, we would send them a, a courtesy letter just to say, hi, I hope everything's going okay with your with your vision and I hope the glasses are comfortable. If you have any issues, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Okay, so we're not trying to just do a one and done sale and once they've bought, we, we forget about them. We, we're doing an aftercare service. We're staying in touch. We're making sure the product that they bought, they're 110% happy with. Okay. And then we don't stop there. We, we would then around six months down the line, we would send them a, again a letter and an email and we would offer them to come into the practice for what we call a spectacle health check. We say, hey, look, it's it's been six months since you purchased your glasses. Please come into the store if you feel if you feel it's necessary to for any any tweaks, any adjustments. We do a an overhaul in the glasses. We check all the screws that are, are tight. So we we check the fit of the glasses, and we even say, look, we'll clean them. We've got an ultrasonic cleaner. We'll get them sparkling and as good as new. And again, and we say if you have a, a friend or a relative that needs this this spectacle health check, bring them in. And when they're in the practice, we'd have a genuine uh, conversation. We'd just say, is is everything okay? Are, are you okay with, with sunglasses? Do you need any second pairs? Uh, and we often find that people do upgrade to additional pairs. And it's not being salesy. It's just looking after patients' needs. So... That's enough of me waffling on for this week's podcast, but I hope you can understand there is a lot of um, profit in the follow-up. And that's why I said it's one of the key areas you need to systematize in your practice. So I'm going to sign off for this week and I hope you've enjoyed it. Any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch. The the best way is to get on my, my email list and just shoot me an email. Uh, with any questions and I try to reply as, as quickly as I can. Sometimes it can take up to a week, but I will endeavor to get in touch with you. Okay, so until next time, take care and thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Optometrist Business School Podcast. If you want to advance your business education even faster, head over to www.optometristmarketingacademy.com for instant access to reports and online training classes. We will see you again next time for another episode of John Prowse's podcast show. And remember, your best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today.